This weekend at the box office, a new-to-cinema adult drama opened well, a superhero movie dropped big, and eight movies made at least $5 million. What is this, 2019? We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 205th episode of What's in the Box Office. Everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I'm here to answer the question, where do the crawdads sing? Mm-hmm. It's in the water. I see. Obviously. $17 million worth of people? Couldn't figure that Didn't out for themselves? It. Yeah. I don't know, man. We've been, we've been off a few weeks. The whole landscape has changed. <laughs> I uh, shall we get into a top five? It's yes. been so long since we did a top five. So I had so many movies to choose from to honor, to pay homage to, uh, and of course I chose the Minions: Rise of Gru. Okay. Or is it Minions: The Rise? It's the, the. Min- it's Minions: The Rise of yeah. Gru. I misplaced the the, and I beg your pardon. I, uh, in honor of that movie, I've decided to rank my top five Rise movies. Okay. Now, this is not, mind you, a top five in terms of quality, but a top five in terms of how much I want to see it. Because some of these I haven't seen. Okay. Some of these I have. For instance, number five. You're including ones you have seen in the how badly do I want to see it. Yeah, a, re- a rewatchability okay. in that case. I, uh, number five, for instance, uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Not for is me. Is the fifth, most ri- fifth Rise movie you wish you could see? Yes. Oh, wow. There's not a lot to choose from then. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, I put my usual amount of thought into this. Okay. Uh, yeah. Take that for what you will. Did you Google movies with the word rise in it? No, I went uh, it I went, off, I the, went, dome. I went off okay, the dome. That's why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for me. I'm sure there's people that love the Minions. Top and, five and movies I want to see. Number five. I don't want to see that movie. Well, I can't, I can't want to see a movie that I don't know about. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to see it, it would be uh, off the dome. Uh, number four, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, uh, which I have seen, mm-hmm. and it's not a good movie by my recollection. But I do think there would be some sort of interesting value to seeing what, super, like watching what superhero movies used to be like. Like some some of them in this time were Spider Man, and they were still a big deal that was treated like a a, a massive endeavor for the studio and other times it was just kind of like what if we made a fantastic four movie what if we did another one what do you think would happen what if we got michael chiklis to be in it the first one as well i know and uh, so that meeting was short for number two you think we should get michael chiklis back yeah probably i uh, it's just a different time a different a different world we used to live in a brighter world i don't know but uh, a different one number three Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Here's the thing about the Underworld franchise. I've never seen any of them. So far, these are movies you actively don't want to see. No, see, I think the Underworld franchise is where the is where the line starts to blur. Okay. It's not so much that I want to seek it out, but I could see a world, you know? Okay. I could see watching the Underworld movies and be like, you know what? These are like... These are all basically like 
B minus to B plus blades. Mm. I and that that would still be a franchise of movies that I'd be interested in exploring. Okay, because Blade Blade Two, very cool. Mm-hmm. Blade Three, loved it when I saw it. We can leave it there. Probably, it's my understanding. I bet uh, I bet Triple H isn't as good in it as I remember him being. But you remember him being good. I I really had a good time watching him in the movie. It's like, hey, look at that. I think that would probably remain the same today. Yeah, maybe. But maybe now I might also recognize that like this guy is not uh, the strongest performer mm. in the film. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm prepared to leave that lying. I uh, number two, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I uh, another movie that uh, I am uh, I am mostly prepared to leave lying where I saw it, but still I think has. A number of things uh, speaking in its favor. You know, the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I think, has a reputation that has not aged well at all. I, but I still think a lot of it's really cool. I, I think, think it's a blast. I think Bane, in particular, is every bit as awesome. I love the scope. I like how ambitious it is. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a you're a big. Uh, I, love, I love the last like five minute montage. A big ride or die for Dark Knight Rises. I like and it. I, uh, I I appreciate I appreciate that take is in the world, uh, and I uh, I'm pretty sure I still like it more than most of the sort of snoots like you and I do. I, uh, but yeah, Bane Bane is incredible. Bane alone is enough to make that movie rate forever. It can mm. dine out. And then number one, of course, I think, I think, of course, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Uh, it's a perfect trilogy. They nailed it. They got in. They got out. Uh, went out on their best movie, which how often does that happen? In the last one, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd like to rewatch them again, actually, those three. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a chance that it could uh, be the more that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be any of them, but. It's definitely one of the second two. Okay, but the yeah rises is, is very very good and solid. Yeah. All right. What uh, what did I forget? Uh, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Okay. Yeah. A, a nice uh, not a big but like a strong cult favorite for you. And uh, the one I could have sworn you would have put on here: The Wind Rises. The Wind Rises. Miyazaki Shit. or just Ghibli? I guess. I. Uh, yeah, Wind Rises. In terms of wanting to watch, like right now, probably would have ranked number two. Okay, because that is uh, that is a movie that I enjoyed a good deal when I saw it, mm-hmm. and like w- one of those that I think I might love on a rewatch, and I just haven't gotten around to yet. Sure. I unfortunately wasn't on the dome, so it didn't make the list. Uh, would you like to talk about the actual top five? I'd the love to. Box office. The box office. Mm-hmm. It 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 kept on, it kept on keeping on. Thor: Love and Thunder came in at number one. It made forty six point six million dollars, a sixty seven point seven percent drop. It is up to two hundred and thirty three point nine million. Minions: The Rise of Gru came in at number two, with twenty six point eight million, a forty one point eight percent drop. That's up to two hundred and sixty three point four. Where the Crawdads Sing opened at number three with seventeen point two million. Top Gun Maverick came in at number four with 12.2. It's a 20.9% drop. That is up to $618.2 million. And Elvis came in at number five with 8 million. 28.4% drop. That's up to 106.6. The rise of Elvis. Yes. 
would not have made the list. So we haven't been uh, we haven't been here in a few weeks. So let's jump back to Fourth of July weekend. Minions: The Rise of Gru made 107, and Fourth of July was on a Monday, so we'll say 123. But 107, as I predicted, the hungry the public was once again hungry for those little yellow bastards. Um, they the, are bastards, aren't they? <laughs> the 107 is the biggest 4th of July opening in history. Uh, it's a huge boom for animation that hasn't fully come back since the pandemic. Uh, and still, is, well, I mean, Legend of Hank wasn't going to do dick. but um, And along with Sing 2, which opened to 39 over a five-day opening last Christmas and legged it out like a champ to 162, shows the power of the Illumination brand and a possible warning sign to Disney. And Kanto, which had all the buzz in the world, including a huge hit song, made 96 last winter. And Lightyear last month opened to a disappointing 50 and so far has barely doubled that. So what's the difference? Well, three straight Pixar movies debuting for free, quote-unquote, on Disney Plus instead of theaters. And Encanto going to Disney Plus only a month after the release of that film. Consumers and more importantly, parents are becoming normalized to the idea that eventually the Disney fam- the F- Disney family content will be available free for them at home. So why journey to a theater, wrangle the kids, take them to the bathroom, buy them concessions, and hope they don't have a fit? Comcast isn't using Illumination content to boost Peacock numbers, so they remain theatrical exclusive in the minds of consumers. And yes, the audiences didn't want a Buzz Lightyear movie, as it turns out, mindset is very valid and a big reason why that bombed. But the Encanto versus Sing argument seals it for me. The other big point I want to highlight for the success of the Minions brand is it shows the value of giving this generation of kids their own IP. Lightyear is a spinoff of a 27-year-old franchise. Minions Rise of Gru is the fifth film in a 12-year-old franchise. A key to the industry's and the theatrical experience's survival is to create brands and characters that are new to cinema. And as for those memes of annoying teenagers, teenage boys specifically, seeing the film in suits for TikTok, you've seen some of these. I've heard of it. It actually makes perfect sense. They're 17 now, which means they loved the shit out of the first film when it came out when they were 7. And then they showed up opening weekend of the sequel when they were 10. As for the second weekend of the movie, it's okay. Obviously, it was hurt by Thor, uh, which is very family-friendly, but I don't see, I didn't see Pause of Fury, uh, a movie that would have been thrilled with a $25 million opening in 2006, making much, uh, and it didn't. Um, so Rise of Gru should stabilize well. What did it drop this weekend? Rise of Gru dropped 41.8%. See, there you go. We're already starting to see that. Oh, yeah. And a total over $300 million is assured, and with Thor joining that club soon, we'll have five movies this summer that have crossed the $300 million mark, which hasn't happened in three years, since 2019, which was a kind of a nutso summer. Like, we had... I can't even think of the non-Disney stuff, but just for, Dis- just for Disney alone, okay, we had Endgame... We had Aladdin, we had The Lion King, we had Toy Story 4, and we had Spider-Man. That is a, uh, that is a ton of stuff. So I'm pulling up 2019 right now to see what else, what other non-Disney endeavors we had. Just for the summer. Just for that summer, let's see. So I'm going to go seasonally. Uh, yeah. 2019... 
I mean, the summer movie season uh, would have started with Endgame. You said yes. uh, John Wick Chapter Three. Sure. Happened. Uh, happened that summer. How did uh, How did Godzilla King of Monsters do? No, uh, not good. Not good. I. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, but like those top four. Yeah. Lion King, Toy Story, Spider-Man, Aladdin, and Endgame all made over $350 million. And then we dropped to Hobbs and Shaw, which made 173 and John Wick made 171 Um So last, last, 2019 was kind of an enigma, but it's great that we have five in the $300 million mark. Uh, as far as this weekend, uh, for the Minions, as you said, uh, they made another $29, $27 million. Um, definitely getting over 300. The minions total for the first one is 336. So it has a chance at passing that. And I believe, um, the top box office, uh, champion for illumination is still the first secret life of pets movie which made 368. It's not going to get there, but um, incredible brand loyal loyalty. And uh, we always talk about how it's a risk to hold on to family-friendly content and don't make sequels for several years because the kids could age out of it. Right. That's honestly probably not realistic to non-sentimental things. If you're making Frozen and it's got a message and songs, that can read more kids-like, whereas the Minions are essentially a bunch of Buster Keaton shorts. Yeah, it's silly things making silly voices. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Yep. All right, so let's talk about Thor. We didn't uh, discuss that last week, but it opened with one... 144. So, yes, this is below the 187 opening of Doctor Strange 2, and, yes, this is only the 12th biggest MCU opening weekend. Yes, the reviews weren't really there, nor was the B- cinema score, which was a B plus, which was on Ooh. par with Doctor Strange two and the first Thor. But this is a stellar opening, nonetheless. This is the fourth film in an eleven-year-old franchise, opening higher than the last entry and nearly double—I'm sorry, nearly the same—as the first two films opening weekend combined, which is something that any brand or studio would kill for. Yeah. Were we expecting Love and Thunder to be higher? Sure. But opening over 175 cannot be a barometer for success for any brand. Only 14 films have ever opened to more than that. Doctor Strange was coming off the mammoth success of No Way Home and WandaVision. This is just a standalone Thor film. Yeah, Doctor Strange was also being sold as sort of a continuation of Spider-Man. Right. A myth- yes. Uh, it also, is is like a mythology episode. Like this is. Yeah. Exactly. This like, is the main storyline. Right. We had we had Spider-Man, and everyone loved that. And Doctor Strange was in it, and he opened portals to the multiverse. And now it's a movie about Doctor Strange and the multiverse. We're gonna keep doing. Yeah. This stuff, we're going to keep exploring where it's going next. And that didn't end up happening. This is simply sold as uh, the next Thor film. And the Natalie Portman thing is big, but also the last time audiences saw Natalie Portman in a Thor movie, it was the one that no one talks about anymore. Right. This is a great opening weekend, while we all anticipated a stellar opening weekend. That's not a bad thing. That's really on us for just like being like, oh, it didn't make as much as I wanted. Right. The second day of the film's release was the first anniversary of the MCU's return to the big screen with Black Widow. In that time, we've had six movies and four entire seasons of television. 
Despite the oversaturation, we have another MCU flick opening to great results. We'll see how it holds after this weekend, which these notes are now post-dated. Um, but nothing is really in its way until maybe Nope and Bullet Train. Both are rated R, and who knows what the hell they're going to do. I really hope that Nope kind of explodes under the radar because I don't think there's a lot of buzz behind it. But sure. I, 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 I hope people walk up to see it and... Bullet Train seems real quiet, which is disappointing. Um, so the film could take the route of most July MCU films, namely Ant-Man and the Spider-Man movies, and certainly most movies this year, which is stabilized after a huge drop, which is something we discussed last year as well, just kind of this year in general. Right. These movies open huge, they drop sharp, and then they steady out as there's nothing else being released. $400 million is out of the question, but the film should soar over Ragnarok's 315 gross and it could get over that film's 854 worldwide then it's a nice nice four month break before we are all shut the hell up by the behemoth that will be black panther wakanda forever in november so thor this weekend uh dropped 67 as you said it is the uh let me look up these doctor strange but it's lar it's just under black widow but we really can't compare it to Black Widow. Right. That was still uh, yeah. still early days in the post uh, post reopening. Yeah, and it was also available and stuff. Yeah. So like everyone who was going to see it in a theater probably yeah, did. Yeah, there's there's a million uh, there's a million caveats so for Black Widow. Doctor Strange opened higher, sure, it dropped 67. So just about the same amount. Still, this is technically Black Widow is, but this really is the largest drop for an MCU film. Right. Um which yeah, it makes sense. It's the fourth film of a franchise. Only people who really are going to want to see Thor are going to go, and there's nothing in it to really pull people in. The cinema score is telling us that not a lot of people are telling their friends to go. So it's going to cross 300. It's going to do fine. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see if it does stabilize over the next few weeks. Here's a real quick. I want to I want to flag this. Uh, we talked recently about our yearly predictions yeah. we made month by month. Uh, in fact, July was the one month yes. where you and I differed. Uh, it's going to come down to the wire. You went Thor, I went Minions, and yeah, this is... Uh, yeah. It's gonna, they're both going to probably cop out of the same amount. Yeah. And uh, re- either way, regardless of how it goes, I believe you called me an insane moronic asshole <laughs> for choosing I use, Minions I don't think I use those words. I'll find the oh, quote. Go ahead, no, go it ahead. Was, no, it was not quite so harsh. To be fair, I don't believe, this was back but... when I uh, I was like, oh, this will be really good like Ragnarok was. Right. Yeah. And the Guardians are in it. How They're not in it. How uh, how silly we all were. The Guardians are in it. Yeah. Christian Bale is Christian in it. Christian Bale's <laughs> in it. It's going to be so critically acclaimed. Tyka's yeah. coming off his Oscar win. Like, Boom. Uh, Excuse me, Taika is coming off of Free Guy. That's true. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> unfortunately, um, the world has turned. All right, what opened this weekend? Where the Crawdads Sing Hell yeah. made seventeen million. It's a good opening. It also made a decent amount yesterday, meaning Monday. The film could play only to fans and fall next week, but that Monday means that buzz might be pretty good for a week or so. Point is. This is a sub $30 million budgeted film, so the deed is pretty much done. This is a good win for the studio and for adult fare uh, in general. Yeah. This is a... Uh, it's based on a uh, based on a very popular book. Do you think we get a sequel if this, uh, no, this success pans not. out? We never got a sequel to The Notebook. 
That's true. You know, or any of the Nicholas Sparks stuff. Well, everyone dies at the end of all of those. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what happens. Just watch at the a end Nicholas Sparks book. Thing. Everyone dies. In the book. I think that's kind of the point of it. Is that not everyone, but one of them dies, and it's like, oh no, they died. How sad and sexual. Uh, a movie truly out of time. Pause of Fury. The Legend of Hank. I really just can't tell you the casting of that and the trailers and the title and the premise just are just such 2007 2006 it's yeah. wild yeah i know it, it it bothers me quite a bit um that came in sixth place it made six million dollars uh a rare whiff for paramount this year however they <laughs> they're good they didn't make this movie they oh, bought really? this movie for like 30 20 million so they they, they took a bit of a hit uh-huh. but it's not like they they're on the hook for the, the the movie probably costs more than twenty million. I would hope um, so. So it won't hurt too bad. Uh, but yeah, this was a miss we could all see coming a mile away. All right, we got a lot of uh, spotlights to discuss here. So the first one, let's, let's talk it. about Jurassic World Dominion, which keeps dropping so small. It made another five million this week and dropped forty percent. Uh, last week it only dropped forty seven. It's at three fifty nine. It's gonna creep toward three eighty when all said and done. And I told the barom- when it came out, I said the barometer is three fifty and higher, and we're looking good. This movie's at over three hundred mil. It's not gonna get anywhere near a billion, but it's right now three nine oh three worldwide. Huge hit and seeming a little under the radar too. The movie kind of came out and everyone stopped talking about it, yeah. but it's made a yeah, lot no, of money. Yeah, it's, no, it's crushing it. The Jurassic brand is huge. Um, I also want to highlight Elvis, which made over $100 million, uh domestically. It currently sits at 107 right now. Uh, it dropped 40 in its second weekend, which we didn't get to talk about. 41 in its second weekend, 39 last weekend, 28 this weekend. And that's a lot of the reason why people are, you know, people aren't going to go because nobody's going to talk to me about this, but people are going to go, why are things dropping so slow? And I think, A, it's a marketplace thing, but also the theaters. It's still playing in over 3,300 theaters. In your fourth weekend, those numbers are going to go way down as new movies do come in and there are just less times or... A lot of theater programming, as you, as you could tell, when movies get older, they progr- program them in, like, less than ideal times. Sure. Like, you know, Elvis is at 10.50 in the morning and 3.30 in the afternoon, and that's it. Right. Whereas in its fourth weekend, it's playing pretty much around the clock still. So the movie's at 187 worldwide. It's going to get to over 200, and it, it'll get over 130, which is great. I will say, any theater worth its salt should still be maximizing those times. But... Often they don't. Um, let's see. Let's also talk about the black phone. Love that. Love to talk about the black dropping phone. So the drops on this thing, it's at 172 right now, 115 worldwide. And second weekend, 48% drop. Last weekend, 36. This weekend, 31. I mean, this thing, it's going to cruise over 80 and could get close to 90. How do you feel about this as a pitch for Black Phone 2? Well, they're definitely going to do a Black Phone 2. Uh, The problem isn't that Ethan Hawke is evil. The problem is that the mask is cursed. Sure, why not? The girl's psychic. Who Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's true, too. (laughs) Put Uh, magic in it, whatever. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, she was she was cursed, uh, or she was evil. So yeah, the mask is cursed. She wasn't evil. She was no, psychic. she was psychic. The mask is evil. <laughs> she it's... wasn't cursed. She was evil. <laughs> that damned little By girl. The way, that's a twi- that's a hook for the sequel. Yeah, she's evil. Yeah, maybe the she's been getting all the kids kidnapped. The, fa- the father was worried yes. about this psychic power overtaking her. Right. Maybe in the future it does. He's trying to spank it out of her with that belt. <laughs> yes, and that was a that was his bad way of an plan. exorcist. <laughs> However, perhaps it was rooted in truth. I hated that scene. Him and, just screaming. And she, I thought it was pretty good. She. Going, this is what I do. You're making me do this. It's just, oh, that guy, he sucked. So I like him as an actor, but that yeah. dude sucked in that movie. I uh, Sorry. agree to disagree. I uh, so over the top. He, he, that's true. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was in service of something. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yes, he was he was very big in his performance. Uh, anyway, yeah, the psychicness is overtaking her. She seeks out the mask to try to fix it somehow, and it, she's the villain. Sure, that's it. Hundred mil there, guys. And then because we have to talk about it every episode, Top Gun Maverick. Well, we haven't talked about it in weeks. Dropped twenty one percent. It made twelve million dollars in its eighth week, and I believe it's the third highest grossing. Eighth weekend because most, if you look at the list, it's not. But most of those are limited release that expanded wide. So it's sure. like Frozen yeah. or it's American like Sniper, American Sniper, that kind of whatever. thing. But it's really just Titanic, Avatar, in this movie, and it it's at one point two four billion dollars. It's gonna get to. It might get to one point three. It'll probably get to like one point six billion. Uh, it's at 620 right now. It's an even split, between, exactly even. Like the number for domestic is 620087. So six, and then international is 620600. So close. That's nuts. Yeah, usually the split is, is, you know, a portion here and majority overseas, but this is a very American movie. Either way, it's at $620 million. Uh, if we look at this domestically, it is currently the. How much did I say? Six hundred and twenty, right? Yes. It's the tenth. It tomorrow it will cross the Last Jedi, and become the tenth highest grossing movie domestically in history. Very cool. Where it will then next weekend cross number nine, knock Avengers down. It's gonna it's gonna knock the Avengers down a peg, and it's probably gonna catch up with Jurassic World six fifty three. Uh, at which point it will stop just just before getting to Titanic. But Titanic's at six fifty nine. Who knows? It's thirty nine million more dollars. It made twelve this weekend. This thing's probably going up. I mean, it could be, it could become the sixth highest grossing movie in history. It's bananas. And worldwide, we are looking at number. This is where it's, it seems less impressive. Number twenty of all time. Yeah, it's still incredibly cool. Especially when you consider most of those are Disney, um, very very impressive. And this is this is exactly the kind of thing I just I want to I want to flag for when uh, when we have we have those conversations about like Avengers Endgame or whatever. It opens to three hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, how could anything ever do that again? Like, what what's on the horizon? That even has like the potential to do whatever. Three. No, I'm I'm just saying like. 
you don't really know. We we never really know when Jurassic World is going to become a supernova or when Top Gun Maverick is going to like we no neither nobody would have ever looked at Top Gun Maverick and been like this is this movie could be the sixth highest grossing thing of all time. Mm. So it's just it's it's impossible to say what the next Avengers is going to be. But it's out there somewhere. Maybe it's Black Phone 2. I don't know, but I think it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's co-starring Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, and still not advancing the story of what we're doing I at all. I feel like that must. <laughs> I'll bet you $5. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, the, the second Ant-Man movie certainly uh, did a lot for moving forward. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm more and more convinced that we're just not doing that at all. Ever again. <laughs> we got Comic-Con this weekend. Which Marvel, I think, is just going to debut stuff that we've already seen or heard. Yeah. Not seen, but announced. Right. And they're saving their big announcements for the Marvel Disney Day or some shit. Marvels, we're going to get a Black Panther trailer, probably. Guardians look. That kind of thing. Sure. That's all I got. All right. Well, then it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it make, make more, more or, or less, less than, than American, American Made? I'm glad you remembered that it was American Made. It's been a minute. We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than American Made at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Your first film, a perennial TNT favorite of mine back in the day, Shooter. Shooter made less. Shooter did make less. 2000 and oh boy i'm gonna sit uh, i'm gonna say eight unfortunately it was seven okay well the other one i was thinking of was six i don't not too bad. not only was 2007 one of the greatest years ever for masterpieces of cinema well, 300 came out it was also one of the greatest years ever for uh, trashy fun 300 Transformers, uh, Revenge of the Fallen, um, uh, Harry Potter, six. Yep. Uh, I mean, you got, geez, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the first one, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun. What? I'm trying to think of more. Go okay. ahead. I though in no way trashy uh, and just excellent fun. Uh, your second film was a simple favor. Did it make more or less than American Made? I'm gonna say more on that one. That one did make more. Of course, it warrants a sequel, <laughs> and American Made did not. 2000. Oh Jesus Christ! When did that come out? 2018. That is correct. Uh, 2007 was the. God damn it. Did the oh, number 23 come out that year? I don't think so. It's possible, but I think mm. that was a little earlier. Uh, while you think about it, think about your final film, Red Eye. It did come out in 2007. Nice. Mm -hmm. Red Eye. Oh, I love the, Red Eye. The expression you're looking for is <laughs> giant stupid no. asshole. No. <laughs> or something. No. Uh, Red Eye made less. Red Eye made more, actually. Really? Red Eye outperformed Must American Made in... Uh, the year it came out that I almost said. 2000 and 
2005. Yes, that is correct. Came out like a month after Wedding Crashers. In 2005, Red Eye. Rachel. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, Sure. And two months after Batman Begins. She had a not part in that. Uh, But Killian Murphy was Scarecrow. That's right. Uh, it was the perfect time for Red Eye to come out and outperform Tom Cruise's American Made. <laughs> uh, yeah, well done. Five Thank points. A strong showing. Uh, speaking of the the greatest year, knocked up of the uh, no. Spider- yes, knocked up. Oh, the big the big May. Ah! May. Two thousand seven May. Spider Man three. Two weeks later, Shrek three. A week later. Pirates 3. Boom, boom, boom. All threes. All oh, huge. I see. You're just naming 2007 movies. Stuff. Ocean's 13. Surf's Up. Live Free or Die Hard. Hold on. The Simpsons movie. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? <laughs> that one I'm less sure about. No. no. That one I'm less sure about. Okay. Go ahead. What was our next thing? Uh, our next thing is Come and Gone from a Theater is Near You. Are you ready to go back in time? Is that the year? Yeah, of course. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> did, did you think of that beforehand? Yeah, it was, just, no, it was already there. It was already it was already here. It's one really. Yeah. One. How did you know I'd get stuck up on that? I didn't. I just uh, I like 2007, and uh, I I had flagged it. And there's one one movie. It, the Chuck one, and Larry was 2007. One, okay, nice. One bit. One big. Uh, one big film. The wedding. So, License to wed. Is that your guess? No, that came out in the summer. <laughs> okay. I'm not an idiot. This is we're talking about the summer. Oh right, <laughs> that may be my guess because that came out in July. What is the date? July thirteenth. Were you upset that I was saying like the fucking July summer movies like Transformers? Nah, and uh, uh, Harry Potter. No, I uh, you know you're drawing on the knowledge that you have. So there's one movie. One movie. July. Big, thirteenth. Big Harry Potter big deal. And the Order of the Phoenix. Is that your answer? Yeah. Yes, that is correct. That's Warner, the one. Warner Brothers loves their July. Yeah. That's why we're getting uh, Oppenheimer. Well, that's not Warner Brothers actually. That's Universal. Oh yeah, because they made him mad. They made him mad. So he went to Universal. Universal slotted the Nolan movie on the same date Warner Brothers used to slot his movies, uh-huh. and then Warner Brothers slotted Barbie that same day. The perfect <laughs> duo. You can see them both. Yeah, you can. Anyway, Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix opens too. Oh God, the Harry Potter movies. Oh, and this one was on a uh, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, this was clearly you a Wednesday a opening. Bitch. So you can give me either, as is our procedure here. I'm going to say the three day was 90 something. It's given uh, the old boy who lived a little too much credit. Okay, so then 70. Yeah, the three day was se- one. The three three day 70. 77. So like 130 something. One thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was that was quite that was quite good. Very uh, very impressive, especially after rattling off the entire uh, release schedule of uh, the summer of two thousand seven. The Born Ultimatum, Rush Hour three. Which summer month did Zodiac come out in? Super bad. D- um. Was there another teen thing that year? No. 
Yeah, Michael Clayton. Pineapple and Tropic Thunder were the next year at the same time. Okay. Was Zodiac came out in like March or something, didn't it? Oh, that's uh, early start to the summer movie season. I think it, I think it came out early in the year. <laughs> I'll double check. I uh, that's uh, that's it. That was the only uh, the only film that weekend. Before we go, can I think of any other 2007 movies? No? Yeah, you're going to have to tell me. Great. Noah, yeah. you have some Noah Domus business. Love that. Let's uh, you had let's the tab go to the videotape. I do, yes. I think you have a Thor and a Minions. All right. I, I do have both of those. Okay. I, neither is right. <laughs> and in different directions. Minions Rise of Gru... Not good for my uh, eventual predicting Minion would outgross Thor. I predicted would open to $60 million. That is interesting that you then went back back on both of those. Yeah. Uh, and then Thor Love and Thunder, I predicted would open to $165 million. Uh, I will say I predicted Minions, I believe, in February of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thor in April of this year. Okay. So I think at the time, both of those predictions were defensible, even if they clearly did not pan out for me. Okay, we do have an early reaction this week. We're going to be watching the trailer for She Said, the movie about the New York Times reporters uh, breaking the Harvey Weinstein case. Oh! No, I'm kidding. Oh. That's going to be... Yeah. That'd be funny if we did that amidst, like... Minions and Thor and Batman were like, and she said, and you're like, it opens to fifty thousand per theater. <laughs> yeah, listen, the way the way I live my life is that every so often you'll be like, there's a trailer you got to watch, and then I'll watch it, and it's fun. Uh, and every much rarer often, I'll see a trailer is released, and I'll be like, I got to watch that now. Mm-hmm. I. And that's just, that's just how it goes. So you t- you tell me there's a trailer. I'm not going to be like, I don't know about that. I'm just, I'm on board. Coming up, we got uh, Nope this weekend. Yeah, recommend a movie to the folks, why don't you? Good. Do you want me to finish the podcast? No, I was just going to, that was just because it's nope. The answer is nope. But uh, uh, social media embargo lifted last night after the premiere. Okay. Good stuff, I hear. But what I hear, it's very funny and different than his other movies. And a few people have used the words very scary or frightening. So I'm, okay. I'm hoping that's still the case. Scary sure. and stuff. And uh, Mike Ryan was just like, I'll get into like the... My favorite part was Mike Ryan was like, I'll get into the, the deeper meaning of it later. But I found myself just going, this is a great alien summer movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's that's exciting for me. Can I use that as an excuse to get you to revisit Tremors, a film that I don't think you like very much? Sure. We could watch Tremors. Hell yeah. <laughs> you want to do that before the, the nope? Yeah, maybe. All right. Maybe we'll do it Saturday. Okay. Uh, do you have an early reaction for that? Uh, no, before I do not. No? My only early reaction is for Black Adam. All right. Well, recommend, yeah, I know. we got to get some trailers. Yeah. Recommend a movie for the folks for this week slash weekend. If every single one of you motherfuckers isn't seeing nope this weekend... Well, certain people gonna, won't. Yeah, sure. Certain my people are going to go see uh, Top Gun. No, like my mom probably won't see it. Uh, Katie probably doesn't want to see it. Get Out and Us aren't scary. There are parts of us they, that are scary. Yeah, they, they exist within the horror medium. Get Out is not scary. But, like, ni- neither of them is over the line. Sure. So, like, get over it. 
All right. Uh, wrap plugs up. You can find us at what's in this box office.com. We are on Twitter at wit box office. That is also our Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at Noah Drukey. Brian DeServer, D A S U R B E R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. I'll have to double check all those because it's been a minute, but I'm sure we're there. Uh, next week, <laughs> nope. I mean, is the is the Peel brand strong enough? Um, is there buzz for it, or is he fallible like any other artist, and sometimes his movies don't click? This is his most ambitious movie, and I can only hope that people actually do want to see it. I bet they do. Also, are things going to stabilize? Is Thor going to uh, keep going strong? We'll see. But uh, nope is the big question mark. I'm very excited to see what happens. That'll be next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you then. And until... I forgot we do. Doing this has exhausted me, by the way. Until next week, if you feel safe, go see a movie. Make a note.